Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 2, Episode 44, Travel Tuesday. Is that an official title? Or I is it just because you're going to be traveling? No, I feel like it is because oh, okay. a lot of... Um, so maybe this isn't an everywhere thing, and we should cover that. Here in the U.S., Thanksgiving was Thursday. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... Friday is what is considered Black Friday, and it's like all of the in-store deals for, you know, Christmas shopping and the holidays. Saturday is considered to be small business Saturday. Um, Sunday, I believe, is like selfless Sunday. Monday is Cyber Monday, where there's a bunch of online deals, which quite frankly are literally the same, I feel like, almost as a lot of the Black Friday deals. Um, and then today is Travel Tuesday or also Giving Tuesday. So a lot of, I was actually looking uh, earlier, a lot of like cruise sites and your booking.com and like those type of travel sites are having all of their like holiday deals today. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're kind kind of, of... God, sorry. It's just a stretch at this point. Like, what is tomorrow? Wacky Wednesday. I feel like it's Spirit Week of adults. Right. That's what I was going to say. Spirit Week of the holidays. Um, Man, I guess I... So, I didn't know, but I will check next year for um, travel deals. I guess I didn't know that that was a thing. So, maybe I should have waited to plan my vacation. Okay. If we're being honest, I'm not sure it's exactly a thing. I feel like it's like a bandwagon. Everybody's like, what's an excuse we can say we have a sale and try to get money from people? Um, So I I think it's just recently, like in the last year or two, maybe really kind of been a thing. Um, But I don't know. I just, like growing up, we had Black Friday. That was it. Yeah. And... You know, technology, of course, has changed that, I feel like, because now there are so many deals online and there's, like, a lot of companies this year did all this weird, like, pre-Black Friday, it's October, start your holiday shopping. No, no, no. The whole point of Black Friday when the, back in the day um, was because there was only, you know, like, a certain amount of Cabbage Patch dolls that each store would get. And that was the day you either went out and fought your way through a sea of craziness <laughs> for that Cabbage Patch doll, or you didn't get one. You didn't yes. have- you know, several other opportunities for deals and steals online. And, but, you know, uh, when in Rome and there were deals and steals online, I know you took advantage. We've been talking about this Joanne sale uh, for a minute. Yeah, I did. You made out? Oh, um, how many skeins of yarn did you get? 61. And what was your total cost? Uh, with shipping and everything, it was like 141 and some change or something. Maybe, Maybe 144. I don't really know. It was it was all the same brand. It was all the big twist. I still haven't ordered mine, not because I didn't want to take advantage of the sale, but quite frankly, because I was looking at the big twist, mm-hmm. which then took me down a rabbit hole of the big twist soft touch, maybe is what it's called, something along those lines. It's like a silky big twist. Yeah. I want to see it in the store and i know that that sounds ridiculous because you know yarn is yarn but i feel like even though it says it's a worsted weight because if it's like silky or texture it may not actually feel like a worsted weight i feel like it may feel thinner yeah 
Um, Karen brand makes a yarn that I don't like, like, I don't like the texture of it and it's called, um, oh shoot. Mm, I don't remember the name of it. Simply Karen, simply soft. Simply uh, soft. Yeah. I think. You're yeah. Right. I am just not a fan of the texture. I don't it, I'm sure it's me, but it almost feels like oily to me. I don't know. It's, and it's that's very weird. I, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't like it. Well, and that's just that's why I'm kind of afraid to pull the trigger here because I don't want to order a boatload of that and then be like, and I hate it. This is stupid. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just going to try to get to a store sometime soon and really check it out because specifically for my temperature blanket, I'm going to be using it for the whole year. And I've discussed it. I really want to love this yarn. Really yeah. Do. Yeah. Um, and I would be really sad. Like, I mean, I would still use it, of course, probably. But then I just I just don't know that I would love it. And I want to love it. So, um, although we, we're diving right in, uh, you've really brought me straight to... I have two Dirty Looks of the Week this week. Oh, okay. And we're leading right into Dirty Look number one, which okay. is Yarn Snobs. Mm -hmm. I yep. can't... I can't. I understand people have different preferences when it comes to yarn. Yeah, I can say that a lot of the knitting groups I'm in on Facebook, where my UK friends are in these groups, um, and I don't think they're yarn snobs by any means, so I'm not saying that at all, but I feel like they might just have become more accustomed to some higher brand yarns. I am specifically dirty looking folks here in the US that I know, like, it's not like acrylic yarn is hard to come by here. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, like, my UK friends, I don't feel like it's as common there. So, when they come across it, it may seem like a cheap yarn or feel like a cheap yarn to them because they're just used to actual, like, wool or higher quality yarns. But um, I I can't handle people that down talk acrylic yarn. Yeah. I need durable, sturdy yarn, which is why I like acrylic yarn. Because you know me, I am constantly throwing things in the washer and dryer and I need it to last. <laughs> so that, I love yes. acrylic yarn for that reason. I do too. It's very sturdy, very durable. It's also, I feel like, very affordable. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're making like, like a baby blanket. Who wants to use handcrafted alpaca yarn for a baby blanket that's going to cost you like a $700 baby blanket. Correct. Um, <laughs> right. I just, like I just, it's very unrealistic and I just don't like when people down talk just some good old acrylic yarn. Like cool that it's not your thing. That's cool. Um, But you don't have to be snobby about it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Ah. Uh, Speaking of, I was at lunch with a customer. This is, we're just derailing already here. I was at lunch with a customer. And speaking of just high-end yarn and high-end products in general, mm -hmm. I was at this restaurant with a customer. We're just hanging out and eating and chatting it up. And this lady uh, came in with, I would assume her mom and her baby in a wagon. Dude. Mm -hmm this wagon and i'm so glad it wasn't just me the customer that i was with was straight up like what's that thing say on the side of it i'm looking it up i gotta see how much it costs and i was like <laughs> this is why we're friends you know what i mean um yeah. 899 for this wagon holy moly 
it was like a wagon with an enclosed I, I don't even know how to describe the thing it was like uh I mean I thought my kids radio flyer wagon back in the day was like the top of the line because it had like a fold down seat that if they fell asleep you could lay them down in the wagon mm-hmm. and it also had like a little canopy tent that you could put on um and I thought I was like the jam back in the day for this radio flyer dude this thing like $900 for a wagon yeah um, but it had almost like a quilted fully enclosed surrounding with like clear plastic windows like I don't Huh. The baby might as well have been in a bubble, but they just this thing like, on into the restaurant, and I swear to you, every head in this restaurant turned like, "What is that?" Well, and it's odd to see somebody like bring a a wagon into a restaurant too. Like even a stroller, like I feel like is maybe a bit much. A bit I, much, I mean... also because it wasn't like it was a new baby that like they just wanted to leave in the stroller because she was sleeping or whatever. It was, yeah. like, probably, like, a one-year-old baby that definitely could have just sat in a high chair like the rest of every other baby that's ever been to a restaurant. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know, man. It was crazy. But I I feel like if her mom were a knitter or a crocheter, she probably would refuse to use acrylic yarn. Yeah. I, I one time, didn't get a car. Um that I was going to get. I had test drove it and everything. Went to put Lucas a stroller in the trunk just to see how the trunk space was and the stroller didn't fit. So I was like, oh. all right, what else you got on the lot? Because this isn't going to work. You know what though? That's so smart because a lot of people don't think about it. And man, I don't know. Those, the big strollers take up a lot of room and those umbrella strollers are crap. I don't yeah. know whoever thought those were a good idea. The height that those are at is like the worst for your back. Yeah, it's um, like it's it's like a baby doll stroller. <laughs> it is. Like. It is exactly that. Or I mean, I'm apparently I'm just full of shade because I'm really tired today, but I'm also throwing some throwing some looks at the maker of the rug doctor. Oh. You yeah. ever used one of those? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, for folks that are listening that may not know, rug doctor is like a at-home carpet cleaner you rent um well i mean if you got a fancy wagon you probably could buy one i guess too but for the common folks like us you rent it from like your local kroger or grocery store whatever and it is a carpet cleaner this thing is a beast you can only pull it backwards which in itself is a terrible design flaw but it's also got like a two-foot handle so you're like let me hunch down here and hold this little baby handle and walk one millimeter an hour backwards to get this carpet clean it is it's the worst and it's not cheap to rent it either so like i mean maybe it does a good job not worth it for the back pain that's going to ensue for the rest of your life after you use this thing right and actually it's funny that you say that they're expensive to rent because um the last time i rented one i worked at my old job so i mean we're talking 12 13 years ago yeah but um a few of us went in together and rented one together and we rented it for a weekend and we took turns using it so as soon as one person was done with it we were like all right it's ready to pick up we're done and then the next person would use it and then they would call the next person so we all busted ass that weekend to get our carpets clean so everybody had a turn to use it before we had a return that is funny and we're they're like 20 dollars to rent or something i think i don't know or at least they were then 
So not even anything like extravagant, but we were just poor. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's not good. But yeah, those things are terrible. I don't know. I don't know who comes up with these design ideas and are like, I've got it. Let's make this thing so short that you can barely reach down and pull this handle. And then somebody else is like, yes, great idea. Make it happen. Like, I don't, I just don't understand uh, how these things are engineered and designed, I guess. I just, yeah, I don't I don't know. So they fit all neat and tidy, I guess, on the store shelf. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, don't they usually have them like stacked up on shelves. Yeah, the Walmart here. Um, okay, I'm gonna pause for a second and actually touch on this because I just want to. S- Walmart and Chesapeake, people of Chesapeake, we're feeling you. We're real sorry. Uh, the Walmart in Chesapeake, to be exact, is the one that I'm talking about. Um. You can actually pay at the rug doctor. Like, it's got its own pay here center. Like, you don't even have to talk to anybody now. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought that was rather, rather fancy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, but they are stacked up like that still. And they still have not made them not a millimeter taller. Um, Probably just more expensive and fancier yeah. to pay for that pay here machine that's now there. Yeah. I don't know. I was looking at cruises as if I've got this imaginary bank account that is just endless. I don't. Newsflash, I did not book a cruise. Um, But with the Travel Tuesday, there's all these deals. Uh, Carnival Cruise has like $50 deposit and then you can make payments on the cruises, which is awfully tempting. Um, But they sail locally here out of norfolk which is not far from where we are um and to not have to drive to florida or fly to florida and then get a hotel and get on the ship and get off the ship and get another hotel and do all that sounds pretty dreamy um there's not a lot of sailings here out of norfolk yet but they just announced the thing that next year they're going to start doing like full-time sailings from i don't know like may through november or something um, so I'm going to keep my eye on it, but I don't know if, if anybody got any cool travel deals today, we would like to know what we missed out on. Maybe next year we can do a little better planning for travel Tuesday. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing, but I'm going to look out for it next year. Um, I know me too. I just, it's kind of an inconvenient time. Travel is something that I love and we want to do more of, especially now that the kids are older. I know you guys do also. Yes, I'm just it's waiting for so Lucas to graduate. Expensive. It's so expensive. I just want Lucas to be able to stay home with like with the dogs so that we don't have to find like a sitter <laughs> for them so we can go someplace as adults. Oh, yeah. By ourselves. Yes. And you definitely need someone like that that can stay with the dogs because boarding animals is not cheap. And I, with Spade and Lucky's anxiety, I feel like that they would die in a boarding kennel. Like, I I genuinely do. Vegas would be fine, I feel like. Like, she's fine in any situation. You wouldn't be able to do them in, like, a regular boarding kennel. You would have to put them in, like, one of those swanky pet hotels that has a camera where you can well, talk to them all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, and honestly, like, I don't even know that that would work for them because Lucky's very suspicious of people. She comes with a lot of like mental health problems if that's a thing for dogs like she's very like very cautious of people and anybody who has that is listening who 
has German Shepherds or experience with them, they have one person in particular that they really like. And that is me for Lucky. Vegas, she really is more of Lucas, I think. Like, she really likes to spend her time with him. That's um, cute. But Lucky, I, I can't go to the bathroom. I can't go to the bedroom. I can't go to the kitchen without her following me. It doesn't matter. She can be sound asleep, snoring on the couch. Second she hears me get up, she's following me wherever I'm going. She would follow me off of a cliff if oh. if, that, if the situation presented itself. But so I think that she would just be really like confused and stressed out in that kind of a situation. And Spade coming from the pound, I feel like that oh, that would also yeah. maybe not be a good situation for him. Um and you know how I am like I really baby them and I remember a vacation that I went on and the people who were watching our dogs which well they were my in-laws um I was watching the ring camera all morning waiting for them to go come out of the crate and they hadn't yet and I was getting getting upset it wasn't I mean I guess it wasn't really like an unreasonable time but you're not able to enjoy your trip either because now you're consumed with what's happening with the dog so it will be nice that lucas can be old enough um to do that kind of stuff for us you know we just have liza our one little chihuahua and Mm -hmm. she travels with us because very fortunate that our workplace uh has some situations that allow us to vacation and they are the most pet friendly people ever so anytime I vacation through work, she gets listed right on the reservation as if she is another member of the family and no one bats an eye like Liza, the Chihuahua. And they're like, <laughs> everybody's booked. See you guys then. Uh, which is nice. Although when we took her to Ocean Isle, North Carolina, mm-hmm. um, we left to go have dinner or something. Oh, we were going to the medieval times. Um, which is, you know, like the eat everything with your hands and it's like a jousting and medieval type show. And yeah, um, well, we had left and I mean, for Ohioans in North Carolina at Christmas time, it's pretty decently warm in the day or so we thought. Mm -hmm. Um, so nobody had any jackets or anything. Well, I had told Remington to get a jacket because like I knew by the time that we came out of there, it would be chilly so of course she forgot the jacket and i'm like okay well everybody's getting in the car already cool i'll just run back up the elevator go to the room real fast get the jacket roll out liza is the laziest dog there ever was she lays underneath of a blanket 23 and a half ish hours a day (laughs) um she's old she's almost 10 she she just literally doesn't care she is content under a blanket sleeping her life away so I go up, I go into our room, which is like a kind of like a condo-y style room. It had a couple bedrooms and a kitchen and whatever. Um, I I literally think nothing of it. I open the front door. I walk back to her room to get the jacket. I leave the front door open and then I walk back out and I'm like, all right, you know, Liza, hold down the fort, you know, as I, we leave. And I'm like, Liza, I mean, she must still be under the blankets. Like I'm looking for, looking for. So then panic starts to set in because I realize, like, she's not in the room. Oh. This dog made her way to the elevator because she had been used to us taking her out on her leash. Yeah. So she, like, knew the path straight to the elevator and was like, well, if everybody else is going, I'm going too. 
so like I, I mean I'm running around like a lunatic yelling for and freaking out and everybody's down in the car waiting for me not knowing that I've lost the dog at this point um and finally I go to the elevator to like tell them that I've lost the dog and there she sits just like hello are you gonna push the button um so I I don't know but she's normally a good travel dog even in the car the whole ride in the car she lays on my lap under a blanket um oh she just, I love it she just can't be bothered now this uh we are traveling actually uh, along with travel Tuesday uh we are making a trip back to Ohio tomorrow um We've got our little brother from another mother getting married on Friday. Yeah. So uh, we're coming back to Ohio for that and to visit family and to just cram a whole bunch of stuff into one little weekend here, um, which will likely be our last visit, I would say, at least until summertime. So trying to just knock a bunch of stuff out. She is coming with us. However, now we have cats. Yeah. We didn't have cats before. The cats are not coming yeah. with us. Um, and that does give me a little bit of anxiety. So we've got four litter boxes that were big litter boxes we're putting out. And we're, I mean, we're going to be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, coming home Sunday. So, I mean, I don't know. Four litter boxes for four days? Do you think that's enough? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think as far as litter boxes go, yeah. I've got... Uh, so we got four litter boxes. We got the big cat like thing where you can fill the whole jug of water and it's like a self-watering type of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then we've still got their regular like food and water dishes and I'm going to put extra things of food out for them. So like I think that they'll be fine, but I don't know. It does make me a little bit nervous only because like, so we have Jinxie and Johnny. Jinxie is, I love them both. I am a cat lady. I love them both. They purr. They rub all over you. And they're great. But little Jinxie, my girl, every day gets up in bed with me at nighttime and will lay down beside me. And if you don't pet her enough, she'll like meow right in your face or flop on your head. <laughs> and I'm going to miss that because I'm going to be like, well, I don't. I'm going to have to be watching the cameras to see like, well, are they sleeping? I'm not there. How could she possibly sleep without me? <laughs> So yeah, no, it's gonna bring me a different level of anxiety this trip. Well, because... and that's good too that you can watch them on the cameras and stuff also, and just check in on them and make sure that they're doing okay. Yes, I think I'm sure that they will be fine. I mean, I'm sure that they will, but Remington and I may not be because <laughs> uh, she's also really worried about it. Well, so at the end of our hallway upstairs, it's only like a half wall with like a ledge. That you can look over down into the living room. Yeah. Right. Okay. And yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. They get up there on the ledge sometimes. And I'm like, don't, don't do it, Johnny. Don't move. Cause if you fall off of there, you're probably dead. <laughs> but I don't know. So oh, that's, no. that's Remy's biggest fear is like, what if they get up on the ledge? But I mean, there's no stopping them. They do it when we're home still too. And so far, Knock on wood, nobody's fallen. Um, well, and they're meant to climb, so they're very. Like, I mean, they're they're in trees and on rooftops and everything around here. Like, you know what I mean? Oh my like, gosh, it's funny that you say that. There is a I don't know whose cat it is, a ginormous orange and white cat that we see. So the neighbors diagonally behind us, it's like a mansion with literally like an Olympic sized swimming pool, and it's just incredible over there i gotta figure out how to be friends with them but we see this big giant fat cat all the time like over at their house i'm like oh there's the pool cat 
Because he'll just be like laying out like he's sunbathing by the pool. And I don't think it's even their cat. Um, because we see him in the other neighbor's yards where well, the other day we heard the our immediate next door neighbor's dog just going wild, losing his mind, barking out there. And we're like, What what is out there? Well, we've got a privacy fence up, and so do a lot of the neighbors. So like you can't really see anything. We could hear the dog barking. Well, then out of nowhere, here come this giant orange and white fat cat up on our privacy fence. I don't even know how he got up there. Oh. It's, it's pretty tall. And then it was like he was walking the plank, but the dog was, I mean, going maniac. So he would, like, stop on the fence, look at the dog, tease him a little bit more like I'm right here, <laughs> then take a few more steps. But he ended up walking our fence all the way down, got up on the neighbor's shed roof, and I don't know what happened to him from there because we couldn't see him anymore. But, uh... I mean that a privacy fence is pretty tall, and there's I don't know I just don't even know what he used as leverage to get up that high. Yeah, they I mean they can really climb. Um, we so we had Bubbles, our cat, and she passed away a couple years ago, but we couldn't keep her out of the Christmas tree. And it's funny, like to have a Christmas tree now, and none of the cats like care at all about it. But she would always be in that tree, and you would walk by it, and then like an arm would swat at you or something <laughs> and then you look at her eyes looking at you. Yeah. is pretty I, I'm we haven't put up our tree yet and that no. is the reason why because I'm just not sure I'm just not sure yet how it's gonna go down. Um because Johnny's pretty chill. Jinxie is a lunatic. Like yesterday I was in Remington's room, I don't even know, helping her get clothes ready for school or something. And, like, we're talking, talking, and here's a whole white arm all the way under the door. <laughs> and I'm like, get out of here. So then it was, like, a thing because she would put her arm under the door, and I would, like, tap it with my toe, and she would, like, rip it back out from under the door. And then you would see it real slow, like, here comes the paw. Here's some more of the arm. And I'm like, get out from under the door. But she's <laughs> crazy every night at about four in the morning. I don't know. Is there, like, a bewitching hour for cats? Because I feel like there might be. I don't. <laughs> four, o'clock. four o'clock is the bewitching hour in our house. They do real good until about four o'clock, and then it's like stupid stuff. Uh, Jinxie's favorite thing is hair ties. She's oh. can't get enough of them, and I'm really bad about when I come home from work. I'm always putting my hair up, or if I have it styled a certain way, I'll take it down and just throw it up in a bun. So there's constantly extra bobby pins and hair ties on my desk, which it's definitely not where they belong, but is where I change clothes out after work. So it's always like my default. Like I just toss them up in this little cubby that's in my desk. Mm -hmm. Um, This cat every day, like we'll we'll be dead asleep and then I'll hear something and it's her knocking everything off the desk. (laughs) So we've gotten to the point now that it's it's so pathetic like every night at bedtime like i'm all right let's get the sheet cover the desk do all the things to try to avoid her getting up there and getting the stuff so it worked for a couple of days that i took this like folded sheet and just covered my desk with it as if you're painting like a drop cloth um but she's smart and so she's figured out a way to move that thing and like she will shove her head in these cubbies and like bobbing for apples, just trying to find hair ties. Oh. Um, I woke up the other morning and there were six hair ties in their water bowl. Oh my gosh. Six in the water bowl. I'm like, Jinx, what are you doing? But then, she, I mean, like a true cat would, she climbs up in bed and is just like purring it up. Like, oh, I didn't do anything. 
it's just me. I'm just here to get petted by you and <laughs> don't mind the 62 hair ties that you're going to find in the bathtub later. I don't know. They're just lunatics, but they get the, like, like, you know how dogs get the zoomies? Yes. The cats are like, they're on crack every morning at like four in the morning. And I just don't understand. I Penny don't used it. to be like that. I mean, she's not now that she's older, but when she was maybe like until she was probably about two, she was like that. It's like they just get this super skittish and they're like, like if you even make eye contact, it's like, boom, they're gone. They're bouncing off the walls. And I, I'm like, it's four in the morning. What are we doing? <laughs> um, that's I'm desperately tired today because I had to get up super early and head to Richmond this morning. But the cats were up at like four o'clock and I had to get up at five. So I didn't really get to go back to sleep because of the lunatics here. Um, I don't know. I just hope that they, I hope they're okay while we're gone. That is my travel Tuesday concern is the cats, not the actual travel part of it. I'm sure they will be. I mean, cats are very self-sufficient. I'm also just praying that there's no issue upon check-in at the hotel because we will be arriving around like midnight-ish. And I just know my luck. So they have like a like staff down there, don't they? They do, but uh, my luck would be like I show up and they're like, oh, we don't even have a room for you or, you know. Oh, we, call them uh, tomorrow before you leave and just make sure. I mean, so I've, got, you can... I've got the email confirmation. I will okay. probably call tomorrow just to make sure. But the last time I traveled, well, it was last Christmas to be exact. Um, We drove half the night, got to North Carolina at like 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, they said, we don't even have a reservation for you. And I was like, what? I got my kids and my dog and our Christmas tree and all of our stuff in the car. Like, you know, <laughs> it's 2.30 in the morning. Nobody's also thinking rationally. Like, yeah, we were so tired. And I mean, we got it all sorted out. Uh, there was a mistake, just a simple typing error that instead of December, they had accidentally booked my reservation in November. And actually had me down as a no-show for my November reservation. Oh, because, my goodness. Because, indeed, we didn't know we had reserved anything in November. So right. it was just uh, a little slip of the fingers there. But, we, I mean, we were able to get it sorted out. But now it gives me, like, anxiety about it. Um, so I don't know. I'm uh, super excited as well. We, if you've been listening for a while, you know we love New Year's planning. We love setting our goals and friday is the day we are making it happen yes i'm getting ready to print out new thermometers for this year oh that's a good idea and um because i wrote all over my last one inside of the frame and permanent marker i gotta get new frames to put them in because i can't just like wipe it off you know because it's permanent marker but is it on the glass yes Nail polish remover. Oh. Straight up, we'll take it right off. Okay. I didn't know that. Yep. So I am a spaz at work. And although we have an electronic calendar that we utilize, mm -hmm. um, I also have a paper calendar that I utilize for the same purpose. Because 
if I'm driving down the road and I happen to talk to a customer and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be in your area. Let me look up my thing next Wednesday. I don't want to be like, oh, hey, Mr. Customer, let me pull over. Let me turn on my Wi-Fi. Let me load up my laptop. Let me look up my calendar. It's easier to have a paper version to <laughs> right. quickly know what town I'm in and what day because yeah. I travel a lot. Um, but an actual paper copy was getting very crumpled up like in my stuff because I would literally be driving, like pull it out of my bag, try to shove it back in my bag and it's it's a four-week planner so it's a month um and it kept getting crumpled up so what I did was sent it to office depot had them print it and laminate it oh and then okay. I use a fine point sharpie mm -hmm. write it all up at the end of the month I nail polish remover clean that bad boy down and start it over again huh okay I didn't know that I didn't know that that would take that off yeah um, I had thought about going dry erase marker at first, mm -hmm. but then I was like, no, because if I'm reaching in my bag 22,000 times a day to pull that thing out of there, I'm going to wipe it all off. Yeah. So um, Jeff actually got me, it's like a clicky, it almost looks like a pen, like a clicky Sharpie. Like you push the top down and it comes out and you push the top back, you know, it goes back in just like an ink pen, but it is a uh, clicky fine tip Sharpie. And that's what I use on my little calendar. Um. So there you go. Give it a try. If not, I mean, by all means, buy new frames. But in the gist of, I know you love to save. Um, mm, I'm, yes, I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah. Nail polish remover uh, hack. Yeah. Um, somebody at work said that to me the other day. I was eating my lunch and um, someone said, you remind me of my niece. She looks a lot like you, and she's also really cheap. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I prefer the word frugal, but okay. Yeah, I almost feel like the word cheap is a bit offensive. Uh, by the word cheap, did you mean paying off $30,000 in debt and <laughs> saving for my early retirement? Well, uh, and I feel like once it's a habit, like, I can't stop now. Like, I used to be like, oh, that's cool. I'll just wipe my credit card. I'll pay for it later. And now I'm like... No, and I find myself being really judgmental of other people too. Like I see them like driving fancy cars and stuff, and I'm like, all I see is debt. I see you driving to a job that you don't like to pay for a car that you try to impress other people with. <laughs> like I'm just very like I don't know. I don't know. I'm like I know, and I've always hated car payments. I literally yes. despise them. We are in a bit of, I don't know, like an, just an undecided gray area right now because I want to pay my car off at tax time. Mm -hmm. And then I want to trade it in and probably get a brand new car, which sounds like the thought of that actually makes me want to throw up, <sighs> if I'm being honest. But yeah, I need a reliable car. I do not like having to rent cars for trips i do not like having to be like oh we're at ninety three thousand. what does that sound next or and jeff does a really great job of like maintenancing our cars and the brakes and the oil changes and all that stuff but i drive a lot now and a lot in some not safe areas perhaps mm -hmm. i just need something that i know is not going to have an issue and i'm not like I'm not like a Lexus or a give me something fancy. I'm straight up like give me a base model Ford Focus and I will be happy. Like I just want yeah. something basic. 
So half of me, I don't know. I haven't decided what to do yet. I definitely want to pay off one of my cars at tax time. And then I'm thinking that is an awful lot of collateral, especially if it's my SUV, to trade toward a new car. And then if I can pay extra payments and just try to get it paid down quickly, like, I just don't need anything fancy. I need it to get me where I'm going safely. The end. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's something I'm going to have to figure out over the next few months because I just, I don't know. But it's such a vicious cycle because you're right. I mean, it is just definitely more debt that isn't really necessary. But oh, I have extreme anxiety about breaking down in one of these tunnels. And not that I drive like a hunk of junk or anything. Our car has a brand new factory engine in it that maybe has like 500 miles on it. So, I mean, it's it's not like I have a bad car. It's just anxiety. But we've got these bridge tunnels here that are crazy and... If I were to break down in one, I just feel like everybody driving past or being stuck in the traffic would be like, and this bitch is the reason that we're all trapped. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'd have to keep like a, I don't know, like a scream ghost face mask in the car just in case I ever break down so nobody can see my face as they drive by. Yeah, I don't, I just don't know that it would break down with having a brand new engine. I mean, it shouldn't. Well, and you're right, it shouldn't, but it's like, okay, so the engine is new, but the exhaust is not, and the, yeah. I don't know, like, I, anxiety is a mother, um, but it, it thoroughly stresses me out to think about, and like I said, it's a good car, I have no issues with it, I mean, it's got, like, 93,000 miles on the car itself, the engine is brand spanking new. I mean, it it's a nice car and it runs good and whatever. But I also know that the second I pay it off, something's likely to go down because, I mean, it's just the the way the universe works. You're gonna pay something off. It is most likely gonna break down or have something happen because you thought you were done with payments and the universe is gonna remind you that you're not. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't. I'm very undecided on it. But it's like a. I've never just been a big car person, though. One of my favorite cars is Betty the Buick. It's like a 92 Buick Century that Grandpa gave me. And I had no payment on that thing. And I would have drove it until the cows come home, except for some stupid kid I worked with wrecked it. Like, he wrecked his truck into my car and totaled it. Um, oh, my God. It was the stupidest thing. He I shouldn't even say he wrecked his truck into my car. He tried to pull out from work, and I was behind him to be the next car to pull out from work. Well, he pulls halfway out in the road, so of course I'm pulling up, you know, as the next car behind him. Except for he then realizes there's a semi coming. He didn't uh. change his distance. So this kid throws it in reverse and literally backed up over top of my car. Oh my gosh. Um, It was, it was so sad. I loved Betty the Buick. She was old, but reliable and, like, so old that the highlighting function was the fact that it had a digital tuner radio. <laughs> um, but you know what? She was a beast with no payment. That's None. how I felt about the Saturn that we had. That thing was so flipping good on gas. I mean, 20 bucks would have ran me the whole month. Oh, man. The good old days. The good old days. Yeah. This is a really, really good car. I mean, I doubt that it would still be running today. I don't know. Am I? I mean, I see them out on the 
road a lot. That is true. And Saturns are just in general pretty reliable cars, I feel like. Yeah. Um I don't I wanted this Saturn really bad when I was in high school that we looked at. It was like a new car and I don't even know why. I think I liked it because it was one of those ones that had like three doors instead of four. Uh, it had like the weird kind of kind of like Eric and Ethan's car, where like the one yeah. side has a regular door and the other side has like a half door. Um, but as you know, a high schooler, it was really cool looking, and I'm sure that payment would have been too. Um, yeah. Eric and I, we got we didn't get into an argument, but so the car insurance is one of my bills that I pay, and Eric wanted to get this Nissan Z. And I was like, no. And he said, well, I'll be making the payment on it so I can afford it. I said, you going to be making the payment on the car insurance too? I said, so go ahead and run you a quote with what that's going to be on our car insurance. Because if you get that car, you are also now responsible for the car insurance. The car insurance is going to be like over $300 a month. And then he was like, yeah, never mind. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so you can maybe handle the car payment, but you're taking care of that insurance too. If you get yes. that car. Now, does Ethan have, like, is he on a policy with you guys or does he uh-uh. have his own? No, he has his own. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah. And he didn't get his license until he was 18. So we didn't have to carry him on our policy when he was like a teenager nice. either. Smart. It's going to be the same with Lucas. I'm not going to let him get his license either until he's 18. My so. stepdad had a T top Corvette. Mm hmm. And in Pennsylvania, um, everybody in the household has to be insured to drive every vehicle in the household. Um, That's how insurance works there. Yeah. Um, So he sold the Corvette when I turned 16 because I don't even know what the insurance quote would have been on that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I've always been a good driver. I've never had an accident, whatever. But... They don't care that you're 16. Now, something I do find interesting is that if you get good grades and you're on the honor roll, a lot of times they give you a discount on your insurance. I've seen that, yeah. I mean, I guess they're assuming if you study and care enough about your grades, you're probably semi-responsible to not crash your car. Right. Yeah. It's weird how they do things. I, I just, I don't like teenagers having a license and... I wish they would change the legal age to 18. Yeah. And I mean, so many times, like even when I was in high school, you there would always be kids getting in wrecks going to and from school because they are overconfident in their driving abilities or they're showing off to their friends or Nowadays, whatever. Nowadays, they're distracted looking at text messages or whatever. Yep. Drinking um, and not telling their parents they're out at parties because I mean, how often were we at slumber parties and we weren't at slumber parties or like no. passed out in a field? Yeah, so, like, uh, too many you know, times. Like, yeah, I just well, uh, my my customer that I was at lunch with, uh, same customer, was telling me how his son saved up all this money that he had been working so hard for, um, to buy a Jeep, bought this Jeep outright cash with all this money that he had worked and saved for. Mm-hmm. And totaled it within the first month of having it. That's how I was with my tracker. Oh my gosh. I had my tracker, license for... Get out of here. Yeah. I am a license for two months before it got suspended until I was 18. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, me with my history of driving as a teenager and stuff, like, I just... 
and not that Lucas isn't responsible and mature because he is, and he does everything that I ask him to, and he, you know, he listens good, but I just, there are variables that I can't always be there. And I know that sometimes people let their friends get in their heads and I would not want him also like riding around with other kids in the car and then getting into a wreck because they're acting stupid because I rode in cars with my friends when we were teenagers and there were times that we probably could have easily died in the car going too fast or whipping around corners and stuff and I'm like there's way too many teenagers getting killed in car wrecks I don't want him in a car with other teenagers and I don't want him driving as a teenager when he's an adult I mean he gets to legally make that decision for himself and I mean obviously as an adult he should be driving and you know taking care of responsibilities by 18 they you know have I don't know more wits about them than a 15 and a half year old yeah um I don't it stresses me out Gatlin's only 12 so I've got some time to not worry about it but it's just crazy to think about i don't i don't know um something i was gonna say too i'm glad i just remember this um okay we all know that i suck at tiktok and i really try but i just suck at tiktok but i found a way on our facebook page which if you don't follow us you should at needles hooks dl um i've been posting some of our videos as reels on facebook I feel like it's more of our audience. I don't know that we have a lot of listeners that are TikTokers. And not to say, you know, it is, I feel like it is a younger generational thing. But, I mean, I'm only 38. And for me, TikTok is just a bit much still. Like, I like watching some videos on there. But to make the video, like, I don't I don't do all the transitions and all the fancy. <laughs> I just don't. Like, half the time I have to have Remy help me do it to begin with. Um, and she's yeah. not. But... Go look us up at Needles6DL. That's all of our social media, actually. So you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, if I might post a rogue video every once in a while there, um, or Facebook, at Needles6DL. It's all the same. Um, but look for our reels. Um, I've posted a couple of them over. I'm going to try to work on posting some more over the next week. And I feel like that's a much easier platform for us. So we'll likely start posting more videos and things there. Um, shout out to Stephanie. Uh, thank you for sending me that color palette. Um, I am still, like I said, I want to touch that, uh, big twist soft yarn first to know if I like it or not. Um, but I do love those colors. That was beautiful. So thank you for sharing that with us and anybody else that's listening, hit us up. We get so excited when we get messages and feedback or anything from you guys in general. Um, Sarah does a good job posting our stuff on Instagram and, I don't know. We have all sorts of fun. Also in our Facebook group, we've got some new uh, friends added there this week. I think everybody's starting to ramp up with it being December around the corner and temperature projects coming along. So you can find us there too. Um, Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year-long stitchathon. Um, I assure you, it's the only group with a long-ass name like that. You will definitely find it if you search us up. Um, or you can always email us, uh, spelled all the way out, Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks at gmail.com. We would love, love, love to hear from you. Um, give us your dirty look of the week. We'll shout it out next week. I mean, I was loaded with them today. <laughs> um, my last dirty look of the week that I forgot to squeeze in, nothing related to our podcast, but I'm going to throw it out anyway, Snapple Apple. I don't know if you've ever heard of Snapple Apple or had Snapple Apple. The juice? 
It's just a drink called Snapple Apple, and I'm completely mm-hmm. perplexed about it. Actually, I'm looking at this bottle right now. Let's see. There is actually only how much juice is in here? 10. 10% of actual juice. Mm. It's the weirdest thing, though. It is not like drinking apple juice or apple cider. It is like drinking a red delicious apple that you've just cut. Huh. And I literally don't know how to feel about it because on one hand, it's delicious. But on the other hand, it kind of creeps me out. Like, how did they hone in on that specific of a flavor? Because it tastes just like a freaking fresh apple. It's so weird. Um, I haven't had it until now. So it's been I something... haven't even, like, seen Snapple since I was a kid. <laughs> That's I haven't I was like, they still put the fun juice? facts under the cap. Um, so there's that. Oh. But um, I'll send you a picture of this when we're done. Because I, I just need you to try it. And then be okay. like, that is, that is really weird. Like, I'm just completely perplexed by the flavor of this stuff. So Snapple Apple, we're looking at you too. Um, give us your dirty look of the week um, for next week. We would love to hear it. At Needle6DL, find us there or find us here next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.